Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hello and welcome. This is Julianne Black and you're listening to the I Am Woman Project, the place where collaboration meets inspiration and possibility. It is my greatest pleasure to introduce you to Emily Gower. Emily and I have been cyber friends for quite a few years and have many close mutual friends together. I love her rawness, her authenticity and the way she uses words. So I'm very excited to have her share her story today. This will be a fascinating conversation as we deep dive into Emily. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. (laughs) You're very welcome. So Emily Gower is a multi-published author, professional speaker, trainer, and mentor in life greatness. Emily is the founder of the Institute for Inspiration and creator of the revolutionary tool, in human potential, the inspiration formula, devoted to seeing people find and fulfill upon their greatest aspirations. I've got my words all tongue-tied today. Emily harnessed her love and for human psychology at an early age to build a profound and thriving career, bringing writing and inspiration to the world. Over the past nine years since getting on her path of purpose at the age of 19. Emily has inspired through her projects, books and life, thousands of people from around the world to rise up, share their message and live fully. Wow. (laughs) Makes me kind of go, oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Wow, that's me. (laughs) Oh yeah, wow, that trick sounds cool. That's so funny. <laughs> it is, isn't it? It's great. And it's look, it's so unique what you bring as well. And uh, so I'm looking forward to, to, to kind of finding out, like, what does drive you? Mm. That's uh, always such an intense question, you know, people, because I do love what I do and I, I you know, my, my life is very much about my life's work. You know, a lot of people ask me, you know, where does your ambition come from? Where does your drive come from? Um, and I've kind of been studying that in myself for a while now, but I think there's, it's probably a combination of things. One of them is that for, for some, for some reason, I'm kind of hardwired to work, like hardwired to do something with myself. And I think that's coupled up with this feeling inside me that I, there is so much in me to offer and so many skills, so many talents and so much, so many messages I could share. Like I think every human being, actually, I don't think I know every human being has something of value to offer. So for me, I'm kind of hardwired to want to share that. Um, and that definitely drives me, you know, even when, 
things might be challenging even when we're hitting roadblocks, even when I'm hitting roadblocks mentally or emotionally, whatever that is, that does keep me going because for me there really is no other option to, to you know, to stop and to give up is, is has never really been, there is no plan B for me. So I'm very, very driven by that. And and also on the other side of that is that I, I care. And, you know, um, I was saying this to you earlier today actually that, that you know, no matter how, no matter what I might be personally facing, you know, it doesn't stop me caring about other people and that's always there. Um, and so I'm, I'm I do care that other people have have an uh, an alternate option in their life to just giving up, and I'm um, so I'm, I'm driven mostly because I care. I see potential in people, um, and I know that if they really apply themselves, they can bring their gifts and and they can bring their message out as well. Mm. And feel safe enough to give themselves permission to step on that platform too. Completely. That is arguably one of the toughest things that I think people have to face is that, you know, even if you go, okay, cool, I'm going to go after my dreams, sometimes there's this point where you really have to, you really have to have that moment of giving Mm. yourself permission. And I've gone through that routinely um, different times over the last nine years. I'm I'm absolutely going through that at the moment as well is just giving yourself that permission and, and just to keep, keep on doing that. Like you say, you know, to feel safe enough and, and also that you're worth that and that the world needs what's inside of you. You know, it's a, it's a big thing. I love that you just pointed that out. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, and, and being able to bust through, I, I call it our own glass ceiling um, yes. and pushing the boundaries of our own status quo because life is um, like we're taught and especially in a very public arena being an entrepreneur um, mm. that it's to push the boundaries of society's status quo. And one of my mm. big things is to help people push the boundaries of their own status quo because yes. people people get um, stuck in uh, in what they think they can offer as opposed to what they dream they can offer. Um, yes, and absolutely. And so helping them bridge that gap. Yes. What does Walt Disney say? If you can dream it, you can do it. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And you're, and you're totally right because actually I think what most people will realize in the end is it's actually all you. Like it's all you. Everything that you manifest. Like I, I laugh sometimes. God, look, you can completely create this whole thing for yourself and, and you really do achieve to the level that you feel that you're worthy of and that you feel that you're capable of and that you're willing, like you said, you know, to push that boundary and to keep expanding past, past those self-imposed limits that really in actuality don't even exist. No, exactly. They're all in the head. Yeah. <laughs> or mm. other people's perceptions as well. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, it. It's really interesting. Absolutely. Mm. Um, so what's the best part of your job? Um, it's funny that you called it a job, actually. I know, right? <laughs> and I just heard those words come out of my mouth going, isn't that interesting, your life's um, work? Yes, I think I think actually the best part of it is the moments where I'm truly doing what I love to do. So there's absolutely like any business owner will know this. There's a lot of work you do have to do things sometimes that you don't totally enjoy that are not your primary flow. You know, yes, you're going to need persistence at times. So I mean, I people say you must be inspired every single day. The answer to that is no, not always. Um, there's there's things that I need to do that I don't always love doing, and that I think that's just to be realistic. But one of the things I do love is when I have these moments of a client saying that I made a really big difference in their life or um, knowing that the work that I'm wanting to bring to the world is actually what's closest to my heart. Um, and, and that's what's truly meaningful to me is, you know, when people inbox me, which I get almost daily at the moment, 
of people saying that I've inspired or touched their life in some way, you know, that, or that I give them hope or that my words really sunk in for them or whatever that, whatever that might be from them. I mean, that's, that's truly meaningful to me to hear that. So it's kind of in the people, um, in a sense, and also knowing that this is truly what's inside my heart that I love to bring out to the world. That's, that's really, I think what I love the most about it. And I mean, I love to write, I love to speak and I love to coach predominantly and, and, you know, that's, and, and, you know, to inspire people, you know, to see a greater vision, you know, that's, I feel like I'm born for, to do that. So it's, mm. it's extraordinary when I, the more I get to do that, I think that that's what makes my own life so enriching. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And one of the things that you do deliver is you, um, you do do a lot of writing. So yeah. when you're, <laughs> when you're doing that writing, cause I think that there's a, I think that's a really, um, like, because it's, it's quite natural for, for a lot of women to, um, to be totally connected and tuned in, turned on and, um, and alive when they receive the feedback from others, um, yes. that they're doing a great job. And I, and I think it, mm-hmm. it, it fuels the passion and it, it, it keeps the motivation peaked and everything is, is amazing and in flow when that happens. Yes. Um, and, and yet the thing that, um, that, that I love, um, with you as well is the, the, the work actually stems from what you deliver within your writing. So it's mm. not necessarily you doing one-on-one work with clients, although I know that that is changing as well. Um, but a lot of your, a lot of, a lot of the work that you've been doing has also been um, you sitting down with yourself, blank screen, and bringing something to life. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> talking about talking about my writing <laughs> and bringing books to life. People say, "How many books do you have?" I was like, "Well, eight at the moment. They're not all my own. You know, I have co-authored pieces, but I do I do love that process of writing. Um, and and actually, I mean that that metaphor, like you know, just sitting with a blank screen. I think for me, it's actually very much a philosophy that probably has come from writing, but I've actually carried it across in a business as well. Is because every time I'm creating something new, and like you know, we were just saying, you know, I just launched the Institute for Inspiration. That for me is like blank page and seeing what we can bring to life on that page metaphorically. Mm. So it's about having this vision and, and like you say, being totally connected and tuned in. Um, as women, you know, we definitely are. And, and one of those ways for me is, you know, I think we do innately all, all see a better way for something to be or, you know, a better way for people to be. And then we, you know, it's really hard not to want to make that possible when you see something that could be, that could be. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. So with the benefit of hindsight, what would mm-hmm. you have done differently in your life or career? Uh, always a tricky question for mm. me because um, I tend to, if I can at all times, come from the mentality um, or the mindset that uh, everything is as it was supposed to be. Mm. So, you know, that, that it was all a learning curve for a reason. And um, But having said that, I mean, if um, what I would have done differently, I probably would have encouraged myself even more and probably transcended more of those limits of the external world. So things that people say can't be done or, or to be really conscious of who, whose advice I take. So, Mm. you know, sometimes, um, sometimes someone else will give you advice or they'll give you an opinion on an industry, but actually it's coming from their own pain. It's not actually the truth. So I think being more conscious of what people, um, have been, have been saying or, or conscious about whose advice or whose feedback, you know, you would actually accept. So probably being more conscious of that, but also huge encouragement on my, on myself to 
persist and to be bold and just to say, well, hey, you know, who are you, basically, who are you not to shine? You know, who are you not to do this? Why, why not go and just keep, keep the fact that you care about people at the forefront of your mind and remember that no matter what you do, there was some perfection in that and that, you know, ultimately you can't really mess this up. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. What if I can? Exactly. Exactly. Because I mean, I said to to one of my clients recently, I said to her, you know, um, it was she, no, she basically said to me, you know, what if this doesn't work? And I said, what if it does? (laughs) What if this does work? You know, and that's actually sometimes an even more scary question because it brings up everything that's in our mind in between now where we are and, you know, maybe why we don't feel like we deserve it or whatever that is. So it's a much bigger question to sit in and sometimes requires a little bit of vulnerability um, around realizing that we're totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, hitting the upper limit, um, yes. as Jay Hendricks would uh, would say in the Big Leap. Yeah. Um, so, what is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Well, um, best piece of advice. I mean, there's been there's been a lot. I mean, I also find that really difficult because I mean, these are such great questions, um, and I think I'm always giving the answer based on what feels like the best piece of advice right now. Mm. <laughs> so. Um, I think probably one of the best pieces of advice is that is to remember that no matter what happens, we're magnificent and we like we truly are. And it's so easy for us to take current circumstances or current challenges or whatever we might be feeling right now and, and to make that the truth. But actually, that's not the overarching truth. So to remember that we do have that magnificence inside of us and to remember that. Um, we have, you know, infinite, enormous potential to do something extraordinary. I think remembering that as often as we possibly can really helps us to stretch our mind and to transcend any drama that's holding us back and to find creative solutions where maybe there weren't any before. And and just giving ourselves that permission, you know, we talked about that earlier about, you know, having that moment where you give yourself permission. I mean, if you don't innately see yourself as magnificent, you're probably not going to let yourself create a magnificent life because your life is a mirror of you and how you see yourself. Mm. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. definitely definitely one of the greatest things I, I ever got told is that, you know, the actually I think it's a line from Demartini and I think um yeah, I believe you're gonna ask me also who my one of my greatest mentors is. So yes. um one of his lines was that the, the the truth of the magnificence of who you are is far greater than any fantasy you pose on yourself. So essentially, you know, any anything that you think you should be, the true you is much more powerful. The real you, the one that speaks from the heart, that's much more powerful and influential and impactful than any of anything else or trying to be anyone other than who you are. I love that. Say that one again. So uh, his quote. Yeah. So his quote, um, think, I think I might be paraphrasing a little, yes. but I think that the, the truth of your magnificence is far greater than any fantasy you can impose on yourself. Beautiful quote, such a great quote. Also true of our life as well. You know, we try to impose fantasies all the time and that's not always, that's not always the grand magnificent truth. Yeah, well, one of the things Mm. that that I've written in my book is about um, suspending disbelief. Yes. So um, we go to a we go to a movie and we believe that someone's flying. Um, mm-hmm. Someone could go from Australia to LA, and we don't sit there on the fourteen hour plane ride. Um, we just we just suspend our disbelief, and they've arrived. And so, mm-hmm. what if in our greatest fantasy um, of the magnificence that we choose and want our heart's desire to be? That if we suspended our disbelief in that moment and allowed that to become our reality, it Gorgeous. would be a game yeah. changer. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, what if what if we could suspend all the illusions that we're telling ourselves yeah. that are actually not true? Like, I can't do it. Life is trying to beat me down or this wasn't meant to work out and maybe I'm not destined for this. I'm like, maybe you are. Like, you yeah. know, you're right. Having some disbelief in that would go a long way for a lot of people. Yeah. Like, especially especially women, you know, I think we're super sensitive and, and can be, you know, quite judgmental of ourselves at times. And, and sometimes maybe we compare ourselves thinking, you know, maybe I can't be as successful in business because men seem to dominate that world, which is true. Um, but, you know, at the same time, like you're saying, you know, suspending that disbelief and saying, well, actually, maybe you're more cut out for it. Maybe you have gifts and talents and choosing where to believe and focus on obviously really assists us in our life. Like if we're, if we're focusing on things that are actually supporting us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's just, it, it, oh. <laughs> it supercharges me that whole, like we could talk about that for days and well, weeks. Yes. I know. I love that term though. <laughs> suspending disbelief is beautiful. That's a really nice concept. <laughs> So what about um, what about your greatest lesson? What's that um, theme? Greatest lesson. I love this because when you messaged me a couple of days ago, you're like, I love questions that make me think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, although when I, when I sit in that space now, I just go, what's the greatest thing I've ever learned? You know. Um, you know, we're talking about life advice. We're we talking about business advice. I mean, there's so. There's so many. I mean, one of the, I think one of the greatest things I've learned is that this. Let's say this too shall pass, but that persistence really does pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of people give up right before. Like there's this beautiful image that went around on Facebook, and it's a guy who's digging for gold, and mm-hmm. and but he's turned away. So he's turned away, even though the gold was just on the other side, or maybe he was digging for diamonds, and it's like it was just on the other side, but he felt defeated, and he was like walking away. And I think too many people do that. So one of my greatest lessons has been to be persistent. And I've really studied the lives of quite a lot of extraordinary individuals. And they all had moments where they wanted to give up and, and they've been through things that would make our skin crawl and, we, you know, we would wonder how we would ever come through it. But somehow they found persistence to push through it and to open themselves up and to find a way through that. So I think one of my greatest lessons through, because I mean, I just laugh. I say, well, the older I get, you know, people just laugh at me because I'm still under 30. But, you know, it's just, I'm at that point where... I've lived enough and worked enough to realize that a lot of things do pass and that there are greater things on the other side of that, even if that's a greater vision, a greater opportunity, a greater possibility, even if that's us being pushed and we realize that this is actually an opportunity to become greater. I think that's probably one of the greatest lessons I've realized is that, you know, if you're just willing to keep going um, and to stay focused on what's, what is truly inside your heart, I think that's where a lot of the greatness can be tapped into and, and can be found if we're willing, if we're willing to just keep taking that next step, even when, you know, people say, oh, I don't have it in me. And I'm like, well, but you can get up tomorrow and if you can even do that little one thing then maybe that's the day that makes a difference you know and if you do get up maybe it will be and in fact it probably will be yeah. so it's just I think that's one of the greatest things that I've learned like as I as I sit and I think now um that's been there's such wisdom in that you know and he, I was talking to my dad a couple of months ago and he'd met a woman who was like 98 or something she was you know she was she lived a few years and people were asking her you know what was your key how, how what's your key to long living she said just keep going <laughs> Just keep going. When it's stressful, just keep going, just keep going, keep going. Because you, I mean, you can only go for a certain matter of time with a problem before you find a solution, really, if you think about it. So expanding the mind to think a little bit more long-term and, and be a little bit more patient, and we were talking about earlier, you know, that beauty of being patient, but also that patience, I think, is what breeds persistence. Yes, and it also um, allows you to um, remain focused on your vision. When you have a yes. vision, it will pull you to towards it um and Mm. so the persistence isn't as much hard work as I've just got to put one step in front of the other one step in front of the other 
And if yes. I future pace myself out to a year from now, would this thing that's bothering me now mean anything or will it actually just be like something that I don't even remember? So yeah. when we can hold ourselves accountable and responsible in that um, in that light, it just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it puts things in a different perspective. You know, I was really thinking about that yesterday about, um, actually, I was probably about two days ago, about kind of like the five layers of a vision, uh, of manifesting a vision. And one of those is definitely the vision itself. Um, a lot of people are not even clear about their vision and where they want to go, which is a big problem because then how can you want to work for something? How can you want to work and put in the work required to build something if you don't have a vision? Mm. Um, you know, but then beyond that, you have your strategy that needs to support that. So also a lot of people don't have a strategy to achieve what they want. But then the third one down from that is mentality. So the mindset is like, is your mindset big enough to encompass the vision, the manifestation of that vision? And it's just really that that's also patience becomes a part of that because if the vision is going to take realistically five years to manifest, it's like, do you have the right mentality for that? Are you willing? Because then then if you do, you'd probably be willing to work whatever you need to do to put yourself out there and you're much more willing to break through whatever's in front of you in order to get there. 100%. 100%. So what advice would you give your younger self? Um, I think I sort of I kind of touched on this a little you bit did. earlier, but but I would I would definitely encourage um, my younger self to I mean I think she's pretty magnificent she's so determined. <laughs> Some days I think I could take a leaf out of her book, you know. It's just like just to remember because when I was nineteen or so, all I cared about was doing what I loved to do. All I cared about was a vision. Everything else was like irrelevant almost, you know. It was like just keep going, and I was just in that space, and it was so beautiful. But if I could give her any advice, it would be to not shy away so much in the times because I realize a lot of the time I think I I probably have a smaller self-image than most people do of me if that makes sense so mm-hmm. you know it's just like this all these little stacked up reasons or unresolved things and you go oh my god and then, and then we make ourselves smaller than we truly are and that's that's insanity that's crazy and so I noticed that a lot of people were so so moved and so inspired by me during times where you know I as a teenager in my early 20s where I was really actually having some personal struggles but still managed to really serve other people's lives so I probably would encourage my younger self to see that and to actually just take a moment and bench that stuff just for a second just to see how other people see me so it's just probably just an encouragement to to accept that and shine in that and and to feel the love from that too yeah sit in the gratitude pretty much yeah and also also an appreciation of that magnificence as well Mm -hmm. and what keeps you up at night a lot of things. <laughs> That's not entirely true. My health coach said to me, sometimes with how much you work, she said, I'm surprised you actually sleep at all. Um, what, you, what usually keeps me up at night if I'm if I'm awake and if I am thinking, because I normally sleep really well, um, if I'm, I'm usually thinking about ways to expand what I do. So touching more lives, sometimes I'm thinking about my next book, but I'm, I'm most of the time thinking about the people that I want to touch and whose lives I want to touch and how. That's usually what occupies my mind at night time. Mm. Beautiful. And during the day, by the way, that's an all day process. I mean, yeah. I don't, I do not go a day. I don't go a day without thinking about it. And, and I'm probably thinking about it 70, 80% of the day. It's pretty yes. dominant in my mind. Yes, absolutely. I, uh, I resonate greatly with that one. <laughs> <laughs> what do they I say? It's a magnificent obsession. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a service. It's a care. It's a care and a love for service at the same time too. For sure. And I, you know, that's the, um, I think that's the beauty of uh, the, uh, all the beautiful women that I've got to connect with um, yeah. through the project is that we mm-hmm. all hold that same intention and that is, that is one of our greatest values as to how can we assist more and more people um, and yeah. help them get on with their purpose so they can go and live and connect with who they need to do in order to transform greatness. Absolutely. 
So um, we we did, you did mention Di Martini before. So yes. who has your greatest influence been? Um, definitely John. So in in the sense of vocation and someone who's always reminded me every time I've seen him, like John's a good friend of mine as well. Um, or every time I've been in his seminars or I've just been in a one on one conversation with John, um, he just constantly reminds me that my greatness is actually far transcendent of any circumstance. And I think that's probably one of the most powerful things a human being can be reminded of. And he he's just one of these people that has really seen my real potential and has looked right into me. And I've had mm. moments where I go, this guy sees my greatness. Mm-hmm. Like he he sees that he knows that I'm so much, so much greater than anything that I could face. He knows that my immortal soul, you know, has incredible ability to do something phenomenal across planet Earth. And he reminds me that I feel destined to do that. And so there's no doubt that John's been one of my greatest mentors. And working for him at age 21, I put one of his books together, the first draft of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Inspired Destiny, I worked on that with John as well. And, and just through working with him and, and learning from John, I think it's been just such a rewarding and it's been an exquisite experience and also a lot of beautiful, you know, mental do that they, they show you where your pain art is they show you where you need to improve and I think that's that's part of the growth process but John's definitely been one of my greatest inspirations yeah I love that I, uh, and still is today yeah yes, yeah and he, he's inspired by me too which is which is quite quite inspiring is I, re, I really got that lately I mean John John constantly whenever I'm in the room will, will kind of point me out and that's a, sometimes a little embarrassing but kind of nice at the same time because yes. it lets me know that you know there's nothing more satisfying for him just like there is nothing more satisfying for me then seeing other people step up and go do something great. Like yeah. he loves that more than anything. And I completely, completely resonate with that as do you, no doubt. Yes. Yes, I do. I was with him recently and uh, when he, when he spoke to me, I just, I wept because yeah. I just, my soul and my heart felt held and I just yeah. went, I just went into that soft gooey place and, yep. um, and felt so alive and free and, abundant um in that Mm -hmm. moment that anything and everything um is possible yeah absolutely he's yeah it's quite extraordinary if you're willing to if you're willing to do the work you can create great things and Mm. the way to do that the way to be able to create that work is to love what you do it's really simple Mm. yeah yeah beautiful um so what's um this is i I love this because it's going to be like (laughs) okay so let's let's break this down to one word for the writer (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so so what's one word that best describes your personal brand and you what would that be It, it would have to be inspiration um it's not even a word that i I chose, but um, it's just a word that sticks to me. You know, people say, you know, I go whenever I need inspiration. I, you know, I, I read your writings or I go to your Facebook page. Or you really inspired me, and I just think that's that definitely has to be the word. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Hence the Institute for Inspiration as well, because that's <laughs> what I'm fast realizing is the thing that a lot of people need. Yeah, and the Inspiration Bible and the Inspiration Formula. Theme running here. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do love it because I just see what happens when people get inspired, and you know, in the moment of challenge, we need that more than ever. And in a moment where we're doubting ourselves, we need it more than ever. And you know, like I was saying um, too much earlier today, it's just you know, it's in the moments where we get tested that all of the inspiration we've seen, witnessed, and felt really kicks into gear. And it's such a powerful force, and I think it's highly underestimated and highly underrated mm-hmm. in terms of what it can do for a human being in their life. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. All right. So um, we're at the pointy end of the interview where I'd love you to share three golden nuggets um, for our listeners. Can do. Um, 
the first one that really comes to mind for me is that like I was recently researching Oprah and when I was researching Oprah and I was researching also some other very influential women because I study the lives of great, um, great men as well. Like, you know, um, even Warren Buffett and guys who've made a big difference, but I also want to research women, um, cause I'm, am a woman. So I think that's really important. But as I was researching Oprah, I actually had tears running down my face because not only was I so inspired by her incredible strength to overcome phenomenal obstacles that would tear most of us apart. You know, I think that was truly inspiring. But also as I was researching her, I just sat there and went, you know what? My biggest goals are too small. Um, They're actually not the true me. What's truly inside me is so far transcendent of anything that I think I'm, I'm capable of doing. And so the first nugget that I want to share is that we can do things that are far greater than what we currently imagine. In fact, everybody that I know is settling for something less because they think they can't, they think they can't have it or they think they can't do it, but we can. So that would definitely be the first one. Um, the second one would be, you know, probably a little bit of a follow on from that is that every single woman really does have the potential to change an industry, revolutionize the world and create a a global cause. That's if she feels called to do that. Not every woman will. Some women want to raise families and their kids will go and their kids will go and make that difference. That's totally inspiring Mm. to me too. Mm. But if a woman wants to lead an industry, there's no reason that she can't. The key to that is to love it. The key to that is to accept her destiny and to, to accept her mission to go and do that and then to give herself to that fully, just like she would maybe to a relationship or to her family. Um, well, that, and is, third, that is an industry, uh, a woman that does that for her family, her friends and her community. That is her industry absolutely. and that is transforming the world. So Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and the third golden nugget is um, actually I was going to share. I shared a few of them earlier, just what I believe that those five layers of manifesting a vision. Because people do ask me, how do you do so much? Um, you know, how how do you actually how do you actually keep going? You know, because people just go, oh, God, you just produce an extraordinary amount. And it's true, I do. But I do love I do love my work very much because to me it is a cause. It's not just it's not just you know a job, if you will. It's not just it's something that we do for revenue. You know, it's some I genuinely care about it. So I was going to share with you the other the other two layers actually, which mm. I didn't share. Earlier. Um, so the first one was actually having the vision. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go and create something extraordinary in the world or even in your own life, you definitely need a vision. Um, beneath that, you obviously need a strategy because your action plan is obviously what's going to help you to manifest that. People say get into action. Definitely an essential part of that. Um, the third part of that is mentality. So making sure that your mindset is actually lined up and also big enough to encompass and and support the fruition of that vision and also that mentality is also going to support you to take that action as well. Mm. Beneath that, we have support systems. Something I'm definitely learning for myself over time is that I need support systems along the way, especially if you're going to build a big vision or if you want to go and do something big with your business. It is going to require work. That's just a, that's just a fact. Um, it's not it's not like saying you can't have what you want. It just means that we need to actually, with the right mentality, with the right strategy, also to manifest that vision, support ourselves along the way. So that, you know, things like good foods, things like maybe being in a relationship and spending some time with the person that you care about, spending some time in the sun every now and again, you know, what are these support systems that we're going to have in order to manifest this and to make sure that we don't burn out along the way. And then the, the, the base one of that, the bottom one I think is absolutely crucial is emotional resolution. So obviously emotional resolution is about, it is about resolving the past. It is about dealing with challenges as they come up and being able to extract the absolute most out of every single circumstance we're in, no matter how challenging it may be. So that's kind of the five layers of vision that I wanted to share um, because I know there's a lot of women that you would be working with and also you yourself 
that that you know you have things that you want to go and do and want to go and achieve and, and you know it's really inspiring to me to watch you do this as well so this is just something i've been very present with lately is making sure all of these five layers are in place making sure the vision is clear making sure the strategy is set the mentality is right the support system is there and also the emotional resolution is actually active yes <laughs> perfect and it's really holistic as well. So um, it, it, it does wherever you are, I think you can um, traverse up and down um, uh, those layers too. So, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, like at this particular point in time, but just because we've launched the Institute for Inspiration, we're now focused a little bit more on strategy. So, you know, and I think we move um, as, as times change, we move through different, you know, different phases. We need different things um, as we go. Yeah, for sure. Oh, what a joy, what a joy, what a joy. So um, what um, what does the future storyline for Emily Gower look, sound and feel like in one sentence? Good Lord, what a question. <laughs> That's a big question. What does the future storyline look like? Well, um, right now we're, we're definitely – um, we're definitely focused on the Institute for Inspiration. This is absolutely something that we're expanding. You know, we've had, um, you know, several people already enroll in our lifetime memberships for the Institute. So definitely looking at uniting trainers to bring amazing content, about to start running live events, also online events. We definitely have speaking gigs coming up as well. So I'll be speaking in um, Sydney and Melbourne and also here in Brisbane as well and doing more more interaction online as well and really just really starting to now reach out in in even more ways and really touch people's lives. Um, I've always been um, for the last year or so also been training consultants in the inspiration formula so this is also a tool that's starting to spread as well. So a lot of different projects um, that are that are kind of moving, but all in that same space of helping people with that mission, helping people with their message um, as well, and you know just assisting them in in whatever way possible to really find that vision inside of them, so they have a sense of direction and they know where it is that they're going. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to have some links to find you as well on uh, on the page. But what's yep. your, tell tell us what your website is. So website-wise, um, if you want to find me personally, you'll go to emilygower.com. But if you would like to have a look at the Institute for Inspiration, all you have to do is log on to the instituteforinspiration.com. And then from there, you can essentially um, you can essentially check out, you know, what it is that we're doing and the movement and, and follow in. And if you'd love to join us, then you can certainly do that. So that would be the two websites. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Thank Perfect. you so much for joining us today. It has no been problem. a delight. My pleasure. Ah, another <laughs> incredibly inspiring conversation. This is Julianne Black for the I Am Woman Project. Keep smiling and be brilliant now. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com com.au or twitter at i am woman project and we will get right back to you if you were listening to this podcast on itunes please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show we would love to hear your thoughts that's it for now thanks for listening until next time please take care <music>